0: Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean. It's personal this week. Mac is wearing his Clemson shirt. Did not wear it when we interviewed Trey Benson, of course. But, Mac, I think you have to wear a Florida State shirt on Monday's episode if the Noles beat the Tigers. But I know that's also not going to be the biggest bet of the weekend for you, I'm sure.
0: That's that's right, KG. Well, here's the deal. You know, I always love wearing other teams' gear. You know, I like to represent. Uh, but this week, I did not. Uh, you got to earn it this week if you want me to wear some Noles gear, okay? So I'm not just giving it out freebies. And like you said – uh, EJ and I have a very nice bet. It's a two part oh. bet, maybe even like a three or four My part. Bet. I'm gonna break it all down here for you, and you guys try to stay with me. So, Saturday, uh, obviously the game is being played at noon. Um, the loser has to wear the winning team shirt in the A block, which is the very first block of our late night show, and the last block, whatever that could be. Yeah. Who knows? It could be D, it could be E, whatever it is. Uh, because that kind of because you know, we're on site every, every, Week. So, you know, I don't want to be at Pittsburgh uh, and EJ having to wear a Clemson shirt the whole time. That's just rude, yeah, disrespectful okay. to Pitt. So those blocks kind of guarantee there won't be any Pitt people or North Carolina people around. Okay. Uh, so that's when they're going to do – we are going to do that. But then here's the big kicker. This is actually pretty brutal. The next Saturday – this carries over a oh. week. The loser has to wear the winning team's Letterman jacket. <gasps> For the A block, for the first block during the pregame show, and then they have to wear it in the A and the last block of the night show. So Ooh. this is a pretty big deal. There's there's a lot of ramifications going on uh, with this bet, and we wanted to we wanted to ramp it up. Back, you're gonna... Ironically enough, EJ EJ wanted to go all in. His team's of number three in the does. country. I haven't heard about this for years. I mean, it's been four years. I haven't heard any crazy bets, but here we are. Uh, but I feel confident. I, I, I'm feeling really good.
1: Okay, I've seen you in a Florida State shirt. <laughs> But you in a Florida State letter jacket?
0: Hmm. (laughs) It's going to hurt. It's going to burn my skin. I'm glad I'll have long sleeves on so nothing will touch me, but it's going to hurt.
1: Oh, but EJ in a Clemson letter jacket. I'm good. That's what I want to say. I look good on
0: him. Hey, my boy looks good in purple and orange. (laughs) That's all I'm going to (laughs) say.
1: Well, uh, we will get to this game. We have Trey Benson on this show. We have Phil Moffa, two of the running backs for Clemson and Florida State. We both think the run game is going to be really important. In this game on Saturday, but first, Mac. I know um, a couple a couple minutes ago, or a couple minutes. Let me pause. Uh, your TV's was switching.
0: I don't know what just happened. My whole thing just like glitched out. Oh, no! I
1: don't you know distracted me. If <laughs> you wanted to try to change it? or Did no? you see it happen? No, you froze. I'm changing
0: it right now. Oh, there you go. There we go. Am I still frozen? No.
1: You were frozen, and then when you came back up on screen, I saw like a an ad for a Disney Bill- show. Billions you. in the background. <laughs>
0: I don't know what happened there. Um, I think we leave this all in the show, so you guys can see what we have to deal with in this place. I couldn't even talk. I couldn't even
1: talk. Okay. <laughs> Point is, where I was going with this, Mac, and I said a couple minutes ago what I meant a couple days ago. You cooked some fire wangs on the grill yes. from Ingalls. Yes,
0: they were literal fire, actually, because I used this new rub, uh, and it was called Sweet Lick. Sweet Lick. So it was sweet mm. heat mixed with garlic. I forgot about the heat part. <laughs> I thought it was just sweet and licked. And so I loaded these things oh, up with rub no. and oh, no. mouth was burning pretty good, but they were exceptional. You guys saw it on social media. Um, here's the deal. I, I've done a couple of different things with wings because I'm a big wing guy. Sure, right? sure. Like I just love it. It's Monday night football. Yeah. You got to have some wings. This you got to get right after now. it. That's right. And actually khaki is not a wing girl, but. I've kind of gotten it to this point to where she is. She likes it crispy. She doesn't like the smoked wing. Mm. She likes a crispy like fried. So I can replicate that on the Traeger. I just have to fire it up. So I've done a couple of different things. I will say I did not add mayo to kind of the mm. base this time, which I have found that crisps it up a little bit more. Um, so, you know, it, it's an ever evolving thing. You right. figure it out you get your recipe. You know, sometimes I stray away and I shouldn't. And, uh, you know, you just, you just try it out. So if you didn't see that, Go back on social media, uh, post it on Twitter or X. I still call it
1: Twitter. It's Twitter. And
0: Instagram as well. Uh, so if you have any questions, hit me up there. We'd love to, to hear and see what you guys have going on. Uh, but real quick, before we jump into these two amazing interviews, let's hear from our friends over at Ingalls.
2: Ingles, low prices, love the savings.
0: Trey Benson, my man, welcome to the podcast. Super excited to talk to you today. Uh, Massive game. Uh, It's funny, my brother EJ Manuel and I have been going back and forth on this game, it feels like for a year, since you guys played last year, uh, and and we're finally here. So just how you doing? How you doing today, my man? I'm doing good. You know, we had... We had one of the better practices today, so, you know, we're just getting prepared. That's right. I know Knowles fans love to hear that. Clemson fans don't like to hear that, so it's it's right in the middle uh, with both these guys. Trey, before we jump into to really this game, uh, I just wanted to kind of talk about this team a little bit because, you know, being down there, seeing you guys in person, um, you know, and hearing everything that we have and obviously seeing you in these first three games, this team just feels different to me. And, and you guys understand what's at stake, uh, the opportunity you have in front of you, when did you kind of feel that? When, when did you kind of know, hey, th- th- this team might be pretty special? Um going into
3: a fall camp, that's when I, you know, realized this team we are we, going to be special like this this culture, this chemistry, the team chemistry that we have with each other like even like outside of football, we we hang out outside of football like that's that's the best thing about this team, like that's what you know, that's that's the brotherhood that we have here and that make us play better on the field.
1: For sure. And we can see that. I think it comes through with how y'all play. Uh, The LSU game, of course, was a massive way to start the season. And and everyone was super excited to see that. I am more curious about what you guys learned from the Boston College game. Kind of a weird game up there. Escape on the road. Undefeated. That's all that matters. But what did you take away from that game?
3: Just keep the edge. Uh, Keeping the edge and, you know, not getting complacent, not um, getting comfortable. You know, just staying uncomfortable. That's, that's what I learned from this game because I, I feel like in the third quarter when we was up by 21, we got we got real comfortable with the league. Right. And, you know, it went down here from there.
0: So what, what kind of, I guess, things did yourself or, or Trav or, or just any of the leaders, Jared, um, any of those guys, wh- what was, I guess, the message on the sideline when things were starting to go down a little hill? Because uh, I think a couple of years ago, y'all probably lose that game uh, just because th- there wasn't the culture that there is in place now uh, so, what were kind of some of those things said on the sideline during that? Basically, just, you know, refocus, just lock in, you know. That's
3: basically what we were saying the whole time, and we're going to get it back. Like, we're going to get this back. We're going to get the touchdown back. And don't worry, like, we knew the defense had us, and the, the offense, well, the defense knew that we had them, and then we knew that we had the defense. So, you know, we didn't we didn't, we didn't get worried. We knew we was going to, you know, get the dub, but... Yeah, it was it was weird. It was weird. It was just weird. It was it was, it was weird. Yeah, weird. Yeah, weird. that's the word. Weird.
1: Very weird game. You had the fumbles. Weird. You had just a bunch of craziness. But let it was just oh, yeah yeah. Well, let's look ahead. Let's look to this Clemson game uh, in Death Valley on Saturday. I'm curious how you guys have been thinking about this game because the media, us, we've been talking about this game. I mean, at nauseum ever since the schedule came out. Basically, how are you all treating this game in your locker room?
3: It's not. It's not about them. It's about us. You know. Uh, it's about the team. We you know we focus on us. You know, just coming back from the uh, last week, we was a little rusty. We still haven't played our best game yet. That, that's the scary part about this team. Like it's not. We're not even close to our best game yet. So you know, hopefully this week coming up, we get to see
0: one of our best games. How do you think you get to that point? Because I agree with you. And even in that LSU game, where. I mean, you guys dominated. It was so impressive, but there was like a little thing here or there that, you know, I just think if you get to that point. So h- how do you get to that point in week four? Uh obviously going against a, a high key opponent here. Uh just communication, you know, uh
3: seeing eye to eye with the coaches, seeing eye to eye with the, you know, talking to our teammates. That's that's really has been the, you know, the problem with us just communicating on the field. Uh, as one defense and offense, so mm-hmm. you know playing with tempo that, that's been fine, but it's just communication that's that's been a, that's been a big problem.
1: Trey, I know you're from Mississippi. You went to Oregon, came back to uh, Florida State. What do you know about this Clemson Florida State rivalry? I think it it very much is a rivalry, especially once Florida State joined the ACC. And, you know, Clemson has had some success in it as of late. You've played in some of those games. What do you know about this rivalry?
3: I actually, I, I know about this rivalry before I even, you know, got here because when Dalvin Cook was here, mm. um, I used to see them play each other all the time. So I used to watch it watch it as a little kid, you know. And, you know, me being in, me being here now, that, that's the crazy part about it. You know, it's, it's, it's a real feeling. And I'm looking forward <laughs> to it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, you made me feel a little old there, brother, when you're talking about playing Dalvin Cook. That's who I played against. and you said You're a little kid watching that. As a that. baby man. Uh, so that, that hurt my heart, Trey. That hurt my heart to hear you say that. Uh, but I, I got to say, you know, I watched Dalvin Cook, too. We played him in uh, 15 at our house. First he play of the line of house. scrimmage, 75 yards to yeah. the house. And I'm just sitting there like, here mm-hmm. we go. Okay, this is going to be one of those type of games. Um, well, oh, like. Yeah, right. So when, when you're in a game like this, man – what What is the intensity like for you? Just understanding, hey, at any moment, I can make something happen. I can bust a big play, and especially like the type of running back you are. What's your mindset going into games like this?
3: Just, you know, uh, just stay calm because sometimes, like, I feel like you know, my problem is, in, you know, in the big games, I just I – I try to be perfect. You know, I try – I be too yeah. timid sometimes, but, you know, this game coming up, I'm just going to, you know, talk to myself, tell myself, look, you're good, you know, just – stay calm, you know, stay calm. Yeah. Just, 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 you know, just enjoy the moment, you know, I like that. <laughs> That's how I, I never, I never played there before, but they say it's loud. They say it get real loud. So it's pretty loud. It's I'm, pretty it's, loud. You know, I'm just, I'm ready to say enjoy that, you know, and just, you know, live in the moment.
1: Well, it is a noon game. That's a little different. It's not a night game as we all kind of thought heading into the season. And I'm a former uh, Clemson basketball player. So noon games, I remember, you got to wake up early. And that's not football. That's right. So walk me through, especially a noon game on the road, Trey. Like, what time are y'all getting up? And what's kind of the schedule?
3: We probably get up like 6, 7 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Oh, that, not too bad. Yeah, I mean, it is. Yes. We got to get used to that because, you know, <laughs> usually we play we play late games. Yeah, you know, and the BC so
1: game was noon. So that was maybe a part of it.
3: We we like noon games because, you know, we, can, we don't have to sit around in the hotel all day. But then you got to wake up early, too. You got to get ready fast. <laughs> and, you know. Five pregame. Maybe we gotta eat breakfast food and yeah, I just eat fruit before breakfast most of the time. So
0: that's right. That's right. It's like, it's so the different hard how part it is, just changed. The,
3: the hard part really is just, it's just getting up, really. Yeah. 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 Everything yeah, happened no quick. So as you wake up, you, it's it's time to play. Right. It's right. go
0: time. It's go time. I will say, man, something about those night games where you're just sitting around all day, though, you're just like, God, I wish I could go play. And, and way, I know the environment. Like it, it, it every, is what it is. You
3: watch everybody that's else right. on TV too. That's so.
0: right that's right that's right well how, how about your quarterback man you know he has been such an impressive guy and it seems like you guys have a really good relationship what makes him so special
3: i love i love joining the deaf, you know um he just takes it one rep at a time and he treat every single rep like a game rep and you can tell and you can tell by his face that he's locked in and you know that that doesn't make me lock in even more you know <laughs> he makes sure everybody you know on the right assignments and we, everybody on the team look up to him, the defense, the offense, and we we right behind him.
1: Trey, can you take much from last year's Clemson game? I know that game was at home, and it, it feels like a lifetime ago, really, but can you take anything from that film?
3: Uh, yes, for sure. We just uh, got on the ball. Um, that's what happened last year. We we fumbled, I think, right before the half, and we let them, and they scored a touchdown, and then they got the ball back after halftime. That's what kind of messed us up. So just, you know, last turnovers, you know, on the ball. No fumbling, no interceptions, you know, just playing our game and, you know, just ex- executing um, every play.
0: Yeah, no doubt. All right, Trey, last one for you, brother. We're very grateful for your time. Uh, like I said, I think this team is very special. You you can kind of see it at every phase, every position. You guys are just absolutely loaded. What, what, what will stop you or, or what how can you get to your ultimate goal uh, of winning a national championship for Florida State?
3: Uh, You know, just 100% effort, you know, but, you know, we put in the work every single day. All we got to do is just, you know, continue to believe in the work that we put in every single day because I feel like no one works hard, works way. Like they don't work as hard as us, like as this yeah. team that we have right now. Like it's crazy. And we still haven't had our best game yet. Like that's, that's, that should speak a lot. Cause us not having our best game yet. We, we three and that's that's, that's good. So uh, the sky's the limit for this team and, you know,
0: I'm ready to see what's in store for us. No doubt, my man. Well, hey, we appreciate you. Good luck. Can't wait to see it. And uh, always appreciate your time. Thank you. Phil Moffa, my man. What's up, brother? Thank you for joining us today.
2: Hey, what's going on? Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, excited to have you, man. It's a big week, right? I think back to my time playing at Clemson and, this was always a game that's been circled for months, right? And and you knew the winner uh, probably had a good chance of, of winning an ACC championship and then go on to, you know, maybe win an a-, uh, a national championship. And it just feels like that that's back this year. You know, Florida State took a couple weeks off or a couple years off. I don't want you to comment on that, but just talk about the magnitude of this game and, and what it feels like going into this Saturday.
2: Um, obviously there's a lot of hype around this game and, Our dream as a team is obviously still to get to the national championship. We know to do that, we have to win out every single game we play. So um, we're just trying to treat it like another game, you know, just control. what We can control and just do us, you know, be the best version of ourselves so that we can, you know, have that success on Saturday.
0: Yeah. You talk about, you know, best version of yourself and. You know, we were obviously in the Valley this past Saturday and got to hang out with with Coach and Cade after the game. And, you know, Coach just said he feels like this this was your best performance, you know, last week and leading into this game. So just from your perspective, man, how has the season been? How are you at the point that you are now? And, you know, just how are you feeling about where, where the team is?
2: Well, I'm feeling good so far, personally. I'm just trying to get better every day, you know, just stack the days. Just as Coach says, taking one day at of take it one day at a time take it one day at a time and you know just control the controllables but as a team I feel like we're doing great you know week 1 things didn't go our way but you know we can't go back to the back to the past so we just have to keep our sacking in the days and just believe in ourselves you know that's that's the biggest thing that coach preaches to us just belief in ourselves and what we do day in and day out in order to be successful. So we're just trying to get back to the basics and um, just keep people on the team accountable, keep each other accountable, because we know if we do that, that will create success in every part of the game on and off the field.
0: Yeah. So, man, listen, when when I look at... You know, Cade and, and really thought that that was his best performance too, right? That we've seen from him, look super comfortable, got through his reads one, two, three. What does he bring to this team as a leader and as the quarterback? Um,
2: he brings a fire to this team for sure. You know, you could see him getting better each and every game. You know, he gets better and just wants to help as much as he can, as much as he can at um, practice. And he he's a vocal leader. You know, he gets the guys riled up and. um You know, he brings a lot to the table. He brings the juice, the energy, you know, whenever things may not go his way or the offense way or the team way, he always finds a way to, you know, speak up and, you know, lead, lead by example and through his voice. And he definitely brings the life to this team.
0: Yeah, it's impressive to see. And I know that energy, you know, really resonates. And you know, you and Ship do obviously a great job of, of that as well. I'm, I've always heard from other people uh, about your relationship, but I, I'd love to hear from you with, with you and, and Will Shipley. Is is that relationship, what everybody says, is it as, as great as everybody says? Because I have to imagine that it, it has to be.
2: Yeah, it definitely is. You know, he's been my roommate since freshman year. <laughs> I've lived with him for three years. So, you know, that's my guy. And um, we just push each other, you know, on and off the field, you know, through school and just watching film, just doing things together so that we can both develop into the people, you know, holistically that we want to be. So, you know, definitely having him here and me having having him and him having me has definitely made us better uh, throughout these past three years. And I just can't wait to see what the future holds for both of us.
0: Yeah, no no question about it, man. All right, how, how about your game? Because I feel like, man, since you said it, your freshman year, you, you've been such a steady player and you've know you you've seen the responsibilities get more and more. And you know, I just thought last game, you, you really showed out and had that nice long touchdown run uh, that maybe surprised some people. But what's the best aspect of, of your game? What do you bring to the table as a running back?
2: Uh, for me, I, I just try to do whatever I can to help the team, honestly. Uh, if it's pass pro, whether it's um, running the ball, just doing anything, catching the ball. I just try to better my game in all aspects in order to get the team better. And, you know, just believing in myself and my abilities, the work I put in, uh, I just uh, believe that. And I know I put in the work, so I just got to be able to show it out on Saturdays. And it's just fun. I just love playing for my teammates and getting better every week. You know, I love – I'm competitive. I love to win. So – is being able to go out there and have fun with the guys um, is what I love to do. You know, it's never yeah. – I just try not to let the moment get too big because we've all been doing this since we are kids. True. So, just keep having fun with it.
0: Is it hard to keep that perspective sometimes, um, you know, understanding this is just a game? Because I feel like even since I've got done playing, I mean, this is trending – so much more like a business and, and with, you know, NIL and all the TV dollars and all these different things that are coming in. Is it hard to, to ever just remember, hey, you know, we're playing a kid's game out here with with, with a ball? Oh,
2: yeah. Sometimes it is hard just knowing <laughs> that it's, it's bigger than I am. It's bigger than all the individuals on this team. You know, it means a lot to other people outside of this program. But I just always try to keep the perspective that, you know, God's plan for every single person on this team. Was to be here at this moment, and um, you know, just just believe that and remember that. So I just try to keep that perspective and knowing that this is God's plan for my life, and I'm just gonna attack it at the best way possible that I can.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm so glad to hear that. Let's jump into this game a little bit because we we were previewing, you know, the FSU game, and and you guys have obviously had great success in that recently. What does what this rivalry mean? Because you've played in it twice now, going into your third one here. Is it more of maybe you remember playing it or seeing it when you were younger versus what it's been lately? But what, what does this game mean to you guys and, and mean to you personally?
2: Uh, it's mean personally, it just means a lot. You know, just growing up, just seeing all the great players come from both programs, you know, battling for the ACC, watching Clemson and um, FSU just battle it out throughout the years uh while coach Sweeney was the head coach here, like me just watching it was crazy. Now that I'm a part of it, I just I'm just truly grateful for that and I know it's my responsibility to uh not just only my teammates but former players and also people that went to Clemson, you know, just Clemson alumni in general, to put my best foot forward, whether it's watching film or, you know, just preparing the right way for the game, taking care of myself, just controlling what I can, you know, just giving it my all to my teammates, you know, I feel like that's what really allows me to focus on each and every game, honestly, and I'm just excited for this game just because, honestly, because it's the next one.
0: That's right, and and what opportunity that is, man, every every time you know, as a player, you get to walk out in that valley and and put on a show, I, I know how special that is, and you know, this one, this one will be a big one. A lot of people will be excited about it. Um, obviously, there's a lot of excitement about Florida State, and rightfully so. I mean, the way that they've played and, and who they have coming back and things of that nature. Maybe things that you've seen or, or challenges that they might present. Uh, and, and just the fact that, you know, right now, and I'm sure you don't pay any attention to this, but maybe Coach will bring it up, maybe not, that, you know, you guys will be underdogs at home. That hasn't happened uh, maybe in since your career. Uh, what, what, what will it take to, to get a dub in this game?
2: it was just take everyone buying in um, and practice just taking game reps every single day. You know, we talk about this um, all the time in our leadership meetings, just being able to control what we can control, you know, just doing the little things right, you know, how we live, living on and off the field and also just like the sidelines, making sure everyone's back on the sidelines, even at practice just doing the little things is what's, going to get us to propel through this game and every single game after this. So that's just what we keep our faith in. And, you know, that's what we plan to do the rest of the week.
0: Yeah, I just thought about this. I'm going to let you get out of here. But how about Tyler Brown, man? I mean, how special is that young cat? Did you see any flashes of that in camp? Did you expect it? Because, you know, it's so funny. We get to come and, and hang out with you guys for like a day. And, you know, it could be a good day, it could be a bad day, and then you kind of base your whole thought process on that. But he flashed for me while I was there. Was that a consistent thing that you saw from him all camp?
2: Oh, yeah, it was very consistent. You could tell, like, <laughs> as soon as he got um, on campus and we were just working out with him, he was fast. He was just a fast yeah. dude, track dude. So um, we could just tell that he was a hungry. He was hungry. He played fast. And as a freshman, that's not common for most people and just seeing him get better and better each and every game, you know, the sky's the limit for him. And I can't wait to see what he does with that over the next
0: couple of years. No no doubt, man. Well, I tried to keep it a secret, didn't tell anybody about him, uh, but now it seems like the cat's out of the bag. So anyway, Phil, I appreciate you, man. Can't wait to see the game. Uh, good luck on Saturday. It's going to be a fun one. Thank you. I appreciate you.
1: Again to Trey Benson and Phil Moffa for joining us here on the pod. It was good to get that perspective from Florida State and from Clemson in this game, Mac. Florida State opens as a two and a half point favorite in Death Valley on Saturday, basically morning at noon. The <laughs> last time, I don't know if, you, if you've uh, been following my tweets at KG Stats and Info, the last time Clemson was a home underdog, do you know?
0: Are you quizzing me? Hmm. Was it Louisville? Yeah,
1: Louisville. Twenty sixteen. Was it really? Mm-hmm. No way. So what was the
0: line? Do you remember? It, uh, you know? I don't
1: have the line. I want to say it was probably two and a half. I, I feel like it was a yeah, round two and that, a half or three. three. Yeah, and Clemson won. Crazy. Forty two thirty six. Wow. So that was seven years ago. And wow. I was looking up some other things. Club Nick was born on October tenth, two thousand three. So he was twelve when the last time Clemson was a home underdog. That's pretty
0: crazy. Probably watching the game. Probably, probably how he fell in love with Clemson football, watching that I game. I guess so, because that probably was a
1: massive game with two Heisman hopefuls. So <laughs> it's been a long time. And I actually saw this line opened as a pick'em. And then the money started going towards Florida State. So two and a half. Mm-hmm. Again, we made this point on Monday. I don't know how an unranked team can be a two and a half point dog to the number four team of the country, but whatever. <laughs> what do you think of that line? And just do you feel do you feel like Clemson's an underdog in this game?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I think that from the outside perspective, I mean, they don't think that way. Um, but I, I think from a team that's number four in the country to a team that lost to Duke, uh, sure. I'm surprised the line isn't why you bigger. Say, wh- Duke's raised, sir.
1: Why do you say it yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, for
0: sure. Yep. You understood why I said it like that. <laughs> um, so I think from that perspective, uh, yeah, I, I am surprised that it's not, you know, six or six and a half, whatever, uh, just to really get people flowing and the juices going there. Uh, I, you probably would see it trend towards Clemson if that was yeah. the line, um, and you know that thing balances out. It will be fun to see if that moves anymore uh, come Friday when when we actually pick this game. We're not picking it today; gotta wait till Friday. Um, but I, I just can't wait to see it, KG. I think you have a team that you know in FSU, and you heard you know Trey talking about. It, it was just a weird yeah. game at Boston College, right? Like a lot of weird stuff happened, kind of like what happened with Clemson and Duke, but FSU won. And so I think a little bit of it has to do with that Duke's a much better team. Um, But they're coming in a weird spot where, you know, they had a a handful of drops. Keon Coleman didn't have one catch. Mm -hmm. A bunch of fumbles, weird deal. Uh, BC almost upsets them, you know, at home there. And then you have a Clemson team that, you know, is is kind of figuring who they are, getting an offense going. And, you know, are, are they kind of, you know, meeting in the middle here so we see this amazing performance? Obviously, Vegas thinks that kind of with the line where it is.
1: Yeah, I think so. And it, this game is so interesting when you look at what the teams have done because Florida State is obviously battle-tested, beating LSU, mm-hmm. and even winning an ACC game on the road. I mean, Clemson has not sure. won an ACC game, even especially not on the road this year. But I think mentally these teams are in different spots. Clemson is coming off two games against two very lackluster opponents. But the point is they were able to gain confidence in those games, which is mm-hmm. obviously what this team was missing against Duke. Florida State's coming off a Boston College game where – if anything, their confidence may have taken a step backwards with the way that they played. Right. I think confidence is so important, um, especially for young athletes and student athletes in a game like this. Right? Does that matter, Mac? I mean, I know Florida State's battle-tested, but how are you feeling if you're Florida State coming off a game like that where it just felt like nothing went right?
0: Yeah, you know, it is interesting because I, I have to think back and you know how much were they already looking at this? Game, True, you know, and, True. and was it one of those things where it's like, you know, and
1: and, and they were up twenty one at one you know, point too. So you probably just yeah, think no it's one
0: Coach Norvell, yeah, no one, you know, Jordan Travis. I I don't think that they were. You know, I don't think that anybody would allow that. But at the end of the day, this is young men, right, and that's my uh, that point. happens. Yeah. Uh, and and this has been a bear that you have not been able to defeat. You know, since twenty fourteen, there. So it's going to get attention. People are going to talk about it. Social media, friends, family, all these different things. Uh, it's going to be known who you got next week. And so was there a little bit of, okay, I'm watching this film, but I'm also you know on my phone watching this film too and and seeing these guys. And again, don't know if that's true, not saying that they did, Uh, but I just see the score of the BC game and that causes me to think that. So is there any type of resurgence? Mm -hmm. Is there any type of, okay, this is what we were waiting for. Now we're going to play our best game because again, as Trey said, they haven't played right. their best game. And he's right. And there's a lot of things out there. 100% he's right. And, and so when is that peak going to occur? Uh, and I'd argue same thing for Clemson. You know, we, We've seen them now three games in a row offensively build more, build more, even in the Duke game. I mean, they still outrush them, outgain them, all these different things uh, where offense was clicking, just not enough to score in the end zone. So we saw a bunch of turnovers, a few turnovers, you know, and and no turnovers offensively. Are they peaking? And, and, you know, how do we see them? Do they play their best game where this, you know, equals one of the best ACC games we've seen maybe since that last time, you know, that Clemson was an underdog in the Valley there. So uh, from that aspect, KG, I I don't think that FSU is going to have any problem with confidence. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to have any issue getting up for this game, being ready. Uh, Clearly, clearly. Um, The the noon part is interesting. And Trey said it. You got to get up early. You got to be ready. You're in a different place back-to-back weeks traveling now on the road, that is a factor. Um, So it it will be interesting to see, does either team start a little sleepy? Mm. Um, I think if a team can afford it, it's probably Florida State, just understanding the explosiveness and just all the dudes, the known commodities that they have. I think if Clemson starts sleepy, it, it could be right. weird, quick.
1: It's probably a wrap, yeah. And I, I always say that it benefits the road team in a noon start because generally the clouds, the crowd's a little sleepier, the crowd's not fully in there yet, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So we'll see if it benefits Florida State. When we look yeah. at Clemson, Mac, and you look at the
0: – But see here, I do want to stop okay. because I, I do agree with you except for this one. Like mm. – there's going to be so much juice and you'll be there. You, you'll going. get to see it. And I, I need a, I need a full report, you know, minute by minute as we're getting close to kickoff what that fan looks like. But I feel like everybody has been waiting for this game. Like obviously before, you know, we thought it'd be a top five matchup and, and Clemson obviously not holding up their part of that bargain. Uh, and so the anticipation, the excitement, but now that it's here in any fact, I mean, both these teams could be unranked. It does not matter. This game is one of those and, and the rivalry, of course, whoever is, is winning at the time will say, oh, it's not a rivalry, or yes, it is. Um, I think it's a great rivalry. And think of all those years when I was in school, at least, uh, we were in school. The winner of that game was playing for a natty, or yeah. close to it. Winning the ACC for sure, and then playing for a natty a handful of years. In-, in between there, is it back to that? Is it back to that magnitude? And again, I think the fans are going to be crazy. I think they're going to be wide awake. I remember the loudest I've ever heard the Valley KG was a noon game against Auburn. Mm. And that was just nuts. And so can they channel that to even, you know, forget TV. You, you want to take a night game away from us? We're still going to be nuts. It's the same amount of people go crazy just because the sun's up. Can't be a little well, loud. Uh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm fascinated to see that. The one.
1: only differentiator and Clemson. are drinking I'm, at 3 no, no, no. a.m., whatever you got to do. Said. The differentiator <laughs> is the traffic. And sure. that's just real talk. Like you gotta leave. I mean, we're I live in Greenville, and we're saying if we don't leave by eight, we're gonna like we're not gonna be able to get there and actually tailgate. So that's that's sure. the issue. And that and we'll see what happens. Come
0: the there. night of. Yeah. The lots open the day before. Let's go, people. That's
1: true. Okay. I want to talk about both of these quarterbacks here, Mac. I think the <laughs> the advantage is definitely with Jordan Travis, the wily veteran. Sure. This is the biggest game that Club Nick will have ever played in. And Jordan Travis didn't look great at Boston College. He had kind of an injury scare. Came back in again. I'm not sure how much we learned from BC, but do mm-hmm. you think Cade has taken the necessary steps? Because I do recall a certain former Clemson player who was on ACC Network, you, who uh, was tweeting that maybe Cade wasn't wasn't ready for this. wasn't wasn't the guy. Yeah. Do you feel like he's yeah. taken those steps?
0: Well, I, I think when you when you talk about you know isn't the guy isn't ready. Again, super knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> and I shouldn't have said it. Because I thought that fumble was on him. That uh that the exchange Charles between yeah. Mafa. Yeah, and that was three in a row. I mean, that's bad. That's uh, not good. You know, I don't know what you're looking at uh to do that, but it wasn't on him. It was a bad snap. Um, and I think we've seen him grow a lot, which is exciting, right? And that's what you want to see from a quarterback. And uh that's probably a two and a half years of frustration built up from the quarterback position uh that came out there. But yeah, when I mean when you look at Jordan. Um, I don't think I, – I mean, it would be silly to say that he doesn't have the advantage. Yeah. I mean, number one, he's this is six-year. Uh, number two, he's playing at a super high level, uh, you know, and and executing the offense, has unbelievable weapons around him. And so I'm excited to see how does he do in a game like this because this is probably – gosh, it would be hard just to go back here. And, look, I'll just go to last year and kind of see the, the games that he was playing in. Clemson was probably the, the biggest outside of LSU to open the season – which he played very well. Then against Clemson, you know, he threw for 57%, mm-hmm. 250 yards, two touchdowns, no interception. I would say, Mac, the Florida, um, even
1: though Florida wasn't very good last year, the fact that they beat Florida and he played really well in that Florida game and right. just the rivalry aspect of it, that was a big time performance sure. from him. Well,
0: bad news. He only threw for forty percent. So uh, when you look at all, that, I can think of
1: is that play he made with he his legs against Florida. Do you remember <laughs> that? Running around,
0: two. He had two of them. He I am shocked that,
1: that he only completed forty percent of his passing against Florida. I know. I'm that's
0: great. I was I too. That. When you said that, I looked wow. right. Now. I was like, "Whoa, that's not good." Um, but it's a rivalry game. It, it's crazy. So yeah, I, I'm excited to see him in this game and, and yeah. how does he handle it? Um, and I know we're all over. The, I have all these thoughts going through my head. So I'm sorry. More I'm thoughts coming on, on Friday. Me. That's right. That's right. Uh but when I look at this KG and and his like escapability, how how much of a magician he is, if there's one, you know, kind of point that I could say about this Clemson defense is, those defensive line, they've missed a bunch of sacks. They've missed a ton of tackles on the quarterback that if you do this to this guy, right. I mean you saw what Riley can do. Right. He's faster than Riley. He's more you know elusive than Riley. What is he going to be able to do with his legs? So those guys have to make the the most of those opportunities if you're able to get back to him, understanding you're going against a really good offensive line. So fascinated to see that. And then with Cade, this is going to be the biggest, fastest, best defense you've mm-hmm. seen. Like you've got to slow the game down. And I think he, he has been doing that, but it, it has to go to another level. You know, it, it, this is going to be a lot like that Tennessee game uh, where, where you're having to get the ball out quick, there need to be answers. Uh, we've seen, unfortunately, this offensive line struggle a little bit with Clemson. There's been some weird injuries and rotating guys. I mean, they they had a totally different looking offensive line this last game, maybe to rest guys for this, maybe to get guys back for this game. But, you know, he, he's got to have stuff built in. Don't be afraid of the check down. Yeah. Don't be afraid to throw the ball away, which he did last game, which was great. We saw improvement there. Uh, but there's going to be some bodies. I mean, there's there's a bunch of NFL guys across that line of scrimmage, and uh, you know, not saying that you don't have them as well, but that's going to be a fascinating matchup. How can Cade slow down the game more so than he ever has in college before? Which, again, only four starts. Um, but that's a pe- those two things I'm fascinated mm-hmm. to see on each side.
1: I think Cade is the X factor, just because we he hasn't proven it. Jordan Travis has proven it. I feel yeah. like we know what we're going to get from Jordan Travis. We really don't know what we're going to get from Cade Clubnick. And, Mac, more to come on this game on Friday, so make sure y'all tune in. The other thing here, though, that is, is almost the obvious thing that's going to be the big factor, mm-hmm. and Trey Benson alluded to it with Florida State's loss last year, is turnovers. Florida State turned the ball over last year. Clemson really won that game pretty easily. It got closer towards the end of the game. Clemson this right. year with turnovers, the Duke game, we all know what happened. And Dabo Sweeney right. even said that in his comments. If we don't win the turnover battle, it's it's just not going to happen. So, I mean, that's that's going to be huge for both of these teams.
0: It's extremely hard to to win when you do that. Now, listen, I think in in 2015, I mean, we lost the turnover margin a lot. It was weird. But as you mentioned, I think it was maybe on Monday, Deshaun Watson was sling it around. I mean, he he turned the ball over, yeah. but his good plays were were so fantastic, but I'm just looking at this FAU game and I'm pulling up the the turnovers here. Clemson forced four turnovers. That, that It's a, it's almost like a contagious thing. Like it's a confidence thing of right,
3: let's get right. the
0: ball. Like let's rip that thing out. Let's go after it. Let's get turnovers, get interceptions. And here's the deal too. Florida State has had a case of the drops this year. If they're tipping that ball and, and guys are flying around and you've got guys right in the space, turnovers, like they break your back. I mean, that, that totally can flip a game really quickly, especially if you're able to capitalize and either score defensively or score on offense. So it, it sounds like such a no-brainer thing, but the team that protects the ball and whoever wins the turnover margin in a, in a game of this magnitude, I think truly, you know, wins this game. And who knows, KG, maybe you'll get your dream and it comes down to like a 30-yard field goal for Clemson. <laughs>
1: Whew, yeah, I would love to see the old the old kicker who was just sitting on the beach in Charleston, as Dabo said, come in and have to make that kick. Sounds terrifying for everybody involved. Um,
0: if you don't know what we're talking about, just go yeah. look. I saw a great article. Grace Rayner did a great mm-hmm. article in The Athletic about it today. It is a fascinating situation. That's all I'm going to say about it. You got to go check it Here's
1: out. Here's my thing. Now I think of things from a mother's perspective, and all I think about is that guy's mother. That's all I think about now.
0: Which one? Which one? Both. Both. have got
1: whites coming in from Charleston if he has to kick a 30-yard field goal how about to win the guns? game.
0: How about, how about that? Yeah, I that's mean, you're, you're, they're pulling people off the street. It's a strange Special situation. Teams, hey,
1: I think, specialist. advantage Florida State. And, okay, last <laughs> thing. More to come Friday. Uh, Keon Coleman, Will Shipley. I think which guy makes more plays, which guy can be more of a game changer offensively, that team wins the game.
0: Interesting. That's fascinating. Keon I, Coleman I cannot the, have zero
1: catches in this game. I think Florida State fans would agree. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that was a little bit baffling. Um, and then what's Clemson's plan? Do they try to replicate yeah. you know what BC did and, and try to make that happen, whether it's cloud coverage or or pressing him off the line, throw off timing right there? To me, still the biggest factor is Jordan Travis and and how well is he protected and how well can Clemson get after him. and that necessarily even doesn't have to show up. In the stat sheet is sacks kg. If he's getting off of his target and having to escape uh, and, and can't keep his eyes downfield because guys are flying around, that could be interesting. I can't wait. I, I, I am so excited for this game, and it, I just hope it lives up to it. Now, it, if you know my Tigers blow them out, I'm cool with that. But uh, I, I would love to just see two great teams battling it out and and just I don't know. I think I think we're going to get. You go.
1: know what? I prefer. I prefer both these teams are undefeated. That's a little bit of a bummer, and I, I saw Phil off. I wasn't able to make the Phil Moffa interview, and he said we can still win the national title, and he's not wrong. Ohio State no. in what 2014 lost to Virginia Tech in the opening game, and then went on to win the national title. Yeah. So it has happened, yeah. but man, did you have to lose to Duke? Like this game would have been. <laughs> that's right.
0: Well, number, actually, KG number four nobody. versus number
1: seven, or something yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nobody has lost opening weekend. It was actually week two. Oh, it was. Uh, so it would be. It would oh, be uh, right. historical of Clemson if, if they were to mm. do that. I just want to see two one-loss teams in Charlotte. Can I ask for that? Is that too much to ask for? We'll see. We'll for see. I know a lot like of ACC fans rolling rolling their eyes and saying, no way, no way. Anyway, this was awesome. Big shout-out to Derek Satterfield, to, to Trey Benson, to Ross Taylor, and of course Phil Moffa for joining us. It was a lot of fun talking with both of those guys. and To kind of go inside the helmet, just to see where their minds are. A couple of stud running backs. I think both these guys are going to have such a massive impact on the game we will have much more friday it's hard to think we just Mm -hmm. spoke for 40 minutes about this game but we got more to talk about Uh, we'll do that on friday and a bunch of games this is a great weekend another loaded up one so thank you guys for listening another great episode of grandlick and mac lane presented by our great friends over at ingles couldn't do all this without them Uh, we need you guys to go to youtube you got to see these great interviews with the guys coming on here they're so much fun and of course the ogs over on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe over there. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.